Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is an Ayurvedic practitioner, certified yoga teacher, and spiritual mentor. Her joy and genius comes from combining the awareness of the body, mind, and soul to help people change their lives from mundane to joyful. She coaches clients on mindset shifts to create higher vibrations in their belief systems and attract the lives they truly desire from a soul level. Please welcome Logan Armstrong of Flourish Ayurveda. Thanks, Chrissy. (laughs) Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I have I have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. I can't wait. And all of these things sound so great, like awareness of the mind, body, soul, shifting to a higher vibration, attracting the lives we deserve. But like, I need to know how yes. do you help people get there? Yes. And what is an Ayurvedic practitioner? <laughs> these That's are pro- good questions. Yeah, <laughs> probably good places to start. I, I mentioned to you um, before we started recording you know, when I'm out and about, people will be like, oh, who are you recording with next? And I was like, oh, Logan. She was like, Akash. And they're like, oh, we know, we know Logan. And I was like, this girly is infamous over here. That's so sweet. So you have a reputation to live up to. All right. No pressure at all. It's okay. You, That's cool. you brought tequila. We're recording on Cinco de Mayo. I was like, this is so on brand. She was like, do you want a drink? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Actually, I'd love one. So what are we drinking? Tequila Paloma, the cut water. Yeah. They're delicious. It's so good. I'm going to take a sip now. It's so good. So I feel like this type of work, like I was going to start to be like, how'd you get into this work? But I feel like this type of work is something that you're called to. Do you Uh, agree? A hundred percent. How, what called you to do this like how did you get started in it yeah do you think it's better to start what it is and then how you and then how you got into it what's the best way to approach it yeah I'm gonna make you do the work on this one <laughs> that sounds good yeah. so let's what start it is. with what it is okay yeah so what is an Ayurvedic practitioner mm-hmm. so there are different levels of Ayurvedic counselors mentors coaches mm-hmm. practitioners so a practitioner puts me in sort of the field of kind of like a nurse practitioner. Okay. But for Ayurveda. So okay. it's probably one step below a doctor. Oh, this is like a, that that kind of level. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is there an Ayurvedic doctor? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I learned from an Ayurvedic doctor. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm amazed. Okay. So then what, what is the practice? Like what is the, what would you, what do you, what do you say? The like principle, the 
back. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. What is the philosophy? Philosophy. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So Ayurveda is, first of all, it's from India. It's like Mm -hmm. a 5,000-year-old system. It's considered to be sort of an immortal system. So it has existed in the cosmos forever. Whoa. And people you know, in India that were deep in meditation, downloaded the information and passed it on through word of mouth and then eventually wrote it down into what's known as the Vedas. Okay. This kind of almost seems like some divine intervention type of deal. Yes, totally. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they got this information from the cosmos. They were delivered it through very deep meditation, almost like an awakening. Yes. And then they just started telling people about it. Yep. And, well, they started healing people with it. Oh, treating. Right. Yeah. Because you got to show something. You can't just be talking about <laughs> it, right? Like, you got to be think. about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So they started using what they had around them the elements, herbs, sunlight, sleep, diet. Seems very intuitive to me. Extremely intuitive. <laughs> yeah. It's the most intuitive. It is like, yeah, right. It's yeah. like, no, this is actually like how we're supposed to live. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't and overcomplicate it. Ayurveda itself, that word is really two words, Ayur and Veda. So Ayur is life mm. and Veda is science or knowledge. Oh, okay. So it's considered the sacred science of life. And so when you say healed people of like any ailment... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So like yeah. someone's having trouble sleeping, someone's sick, mm-hmm. someone's depressed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they, we really look at, it's a holistic perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at everything, but your guiding points are those five elements. Mm-hmm. So what are the five elements? Ether, air, fire, water, and earth. Okay. Okay. Do you... um do you know the owner of Mint Yoga Studio, Nikki Owens? No. Okay. She was on and she she just very briefly touched. We did not get into it, but yeah. th- she mentioned these elements. And I think that's the piece for me is I've, I've heard people talk about this here and there, or I've just heard terms. And that's why I'm like, I need to understand. Like we need a deep dive. Yes. <laughs> I need to really grasp it. Okay, so we got the five elements. They heal people through these five elements. Yeah, so you're using the five elements to gauge where someone's health is. Okay. So, like, you could have, you mentioned problems with sleeping, Mm -hmm. right? So then we're looking at the ether and air element being high and needing to bring in more grounding. And why is that? Is Is it like an association? Like, sleep is tied to that element? Yeah, for mm. sure. So because it's in your head. Oh, okay. Right? So ether and air, those elements have those qualities of, we also look at the gunas or qualities. So we look at the qualities of ether and air, which are like dry, light, rough, mobile, subtle, and clear. So these are the same qualities that you need in the body to help you become really subtle and kind of connect into a clairvoyancy in mm-hmm. a sense. But if that is too heightened, we don't sleep. Oh, okay. So you might even think that you needed like more air situation, but really you don't have enough. Yeah. Or yeah. even like thinking of anxiety or even we'll say like that person lives in the clouds. Uh-huh. Right? Or what is that yeah. saying? Like head is in the clouds. Heads in the clouds. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. ether and air element. They're spacey. Oh. So that makes me think about 
can that just be like a personality trait? Like, is that something that, or, or do you, or is it, the, is it the belief that, okay, no, these are things that like we can fix. Like you are not, don't have to be whole, hold true to, well, I'm just spacey and I'm a space cadet and that's how I've always been. That's people tell me. So that's how I live my life. Yeah. So I, you can like reverse that. If you want to. If you want to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's okay. like one of my favorite things is when people say like, well, I've always just been like that. Like, do you want to be? Mm-hmm. That is right. totally up to you. Right. Yeah. Totally up to you. There's like so much power in that. Yes. Okay. So to get back. So you, you're using these elements to assess where people are. How do you assess? Mm-hmm. I assess through what we call a Rugnapatricum. So it's like a detailed sort of intake form where I ask okay. a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And then I assess through pulse diagnosis. So okay. I feel someone's pulse. I yeah. look at someone's tongue. Oh, yeah. They do this. When I go to Allie Treby. Yes. She's one that, I love Allie. That, yeah, she's one that knew you. Um, and she does similar thing. Yes. Pulse, tongue. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that tells us a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else to, to assess? So intake form. So you're really getting like the deep down of like, hey, what's been going on with you? What are you experiencing? And then you use pulse, tongue. Exactly. How long have you been experiencing it? Whatever it is that you're All dealing that stuff, with. Yeah. Do you ever have people come to you and they're like, I don't know what's wrong. I just don't. I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling myself. I'm just not feeling a zest for life. You know, there's nothing wrong. I'm not in pain. I'm, po- I'm sleeping okay. Yeah. You know, I'm like, everything seems fine, but like, I just am not yeah. where I want to be. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that shows up a lot. I think a lot of us feel that way right now, <laughs> kind of in this in-between yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, I have a lot of people that come to me that say, I've been chasing success. I've been chasing this job. I've been chasing this wife. I've been chasing Mm. this lifestyle and I have it all and I'm still not happy. Mm. How do you help them there? (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) Um, You know, I guide them to their own internal voice of what's missing. Mm. And I guide them to really figure out and recognize that we have this pattern to seek externals mm-hmm. to create our happiness and success when yeah. really it all comes from within us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mind state. It's not yeah. a certificate. For sure. I absolutely understand that. I see that come up in my life all the time. It's something that I'm constantly trying to temper. I talk about this like ego kill, right? And, and I'm always, not always, but I try to be very aware of it. Like sometimes it's almost like if I am getting accolades at work or, you know, attention from someone or attention online, I like sometimes feel the need to like knock myself down a little bit and be Mm -hmm. like, no, don't like, don't let this, this can be taken away. This can go away in a second. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe I'm almost like too much. Sabotaging it a little bit. Yeah. I, I just, I just have this understanding that it's not it's not lasting. Like it will Mm -hmm. just, it can be taken away. Yeah. So I don't want to get too attached to it. I don't want to get too attached to people giving me attention or giving me external validation, even though it feels great. Right. I love it. Of course I want it. Everyone, (laughs) I I would argue like, (laughs) yeah, everyone wants it. But then as soon as I get it, I'm like, don't rely on it too much because it can be taken away. 
Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of like non-attachment. Yeah, I also have this like same issue with human beings. Right, yeah. right. Like non-attachment in general and as like a Buddhist like, you principle. you can leave. You, you may leave. So like, I don't want to put too much. Yes. Like I'll give you, I'll give you things and, and I'll give you myself and I'll be vulnerable with you for sure. But I always know like you could leave. Mm, that's a deep fear. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. But yeah, it plays out then in this like, in this, that I'm so aware of it. So I'm like, yeah. well, yes, maybe I am chasing this lifestyle or chasing this job, but it's always then like, I don't want to get too, too attached to it. Right. So like it has some positives for me, right? Where I'm at least I'm aware, like, okay, don't rely Definitely. on that. And external. that you can be in a space of self-awareness with it, where yeah. you can say, is this just out of this deep fear or is this something that I I could feel proud of myself for? Is this yeah. a mirror? Right. And I could feel proud of myself and give myself, you know, a moment to celebrate right. that victory. Yeah. 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 No, I can definitely work on that. Definitely work on that. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so let's kind of go back to what called you to do this work. Why did you want to get into this? How, what was the story of the trajectory? Yeah. Um, it's a pretty interesting story. I can't wait to hear. We have tons of time. Don't hold anything back. Take a sip of your tequila if you need to before we get going. I'll do that. I'll have one too. Oh, they're so good. You guys listening, you got to try so this. Good. Cut water, grapefruit, tequila, Paloma. Did you, you can get them at Trader Joe's, but you probably can get them at Kroger too. Yeah, I got this one at like the Hyde Park. Oh, yeah I know I need to start I need to stop calling shit out on this podcast unless they're paying me for it (laughs) though so I I need to be careful (laughs) anyway okay how'd you get into it okay so I had a pretty rough childhood oh same yeah and um dealt with a lot of shit yeah (laughs) and just built a resilience Mm -hmm. and had some beautiful people into my life that mm-hmm. helped guide me but I was definitely for at least five years living in a space of like I don't know what's wrong with me but mm. something feels off mm. that feeling that you were describing yeah I was sick a lot but nothing was wrong yeah I wanted to sleep all the time mm. etc yeah and then when I went to college I went to College of Charleston mm-hmm. because I thought that's the right thing to do. By the beach. <laughs> There's a beach. Yeah. yeah. Sure. All the things. Um, and you're from, are you from Cincinnati? I am. Okay. Yeah, I am from Got Cincinnati. It. Northern Kentucky, really. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And when I was at College of Charleston, I realized it was not the place for me. Mm-hmm. Although I, I loved the beach. Mm-hmm. But it was very, at that time, which was, gosh... 16 years ago Mm -hmm. it was still very southern yeah very racist yeah oh yeah very preppy yeah I mean that's what I think I think of like a gingham (laughs) I think of you know like a lily pulitzer kind of vibe yep blonde curls yes uh what's the shit the like pattern is escaping me it's not gingham it starts with an s I don't know. Seersucker? Seersucker. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm... A vineyard vine vibe. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. You knew it. Sperry. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. That is the picture of Charleston in yep. my mind. Yep. And yeah. coming from Cincinnati, I think maybe I thought I was that. 
well, yeah, I can I can see that too for sure. I went to Miami, and so like there yes. was like definitely an interwoven element of that, and a lot of those kids came from Cincinnati. Yes, I understand that, but the South is different. It's different. Yeah, it's like deep there. It's like there were Confederate flags in oh, people's yeah. dorm rooms, and yeah. Just very outwardly racist. I was mm-hmm. not used to that and was pretty offended by it. Yeah. 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 So you recognize that was not the place for you. So I recognize that was not the place for me. <laughs> but I wanted to do a full year there just to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I joined a gym because I always liked um, exercising and using my body to like relieve stress yeah. and feel strong. And um, the gym had a little yoga studio attached to it called the Blue Turtle. Mm. And it was included in the gym membership. So I just started going there and I loved it. That was your first introduction to yoga? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So you got deep deep into yoga. I loved it. And Mm -hmm. I was a gymnast growing up. So I was naturally more flexible. So like it was just something I could do that I felt good at. You were good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I felt strong and I didn't really know much about the spiritual connection of it Mm -hmm. I was just doing it more for the physical aspects good yeah but I loved it and so I started going a lot and um in one of the classes we were in a shavasana at the end where you're just you know laying Mm -hmm. on the floor and releasing and the teacher started talking about forgiveness Mm. and if we have ever actually really forgiven ourselves Mm. And it just hit me. Yeah. Like, I think I was having a particularly rough day, just being really negative on myself and like beating myself up. And this concept, this thought, I've always been really great at forgiving everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. And letting people sort of get away with a lot, I think, Mm -hmm. in my life. And, but I had never turned that towards myself. Did you feel like you oftentimes were were beating yourself up about anything, just like anything in life, like you would be hard on yourself. Yeah. Like I just never felt like I was good enough. Yeah. 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 And I felt like I made a lot of dumb mistakes. Sure. That I would harbor on and. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And so then this, this message of forgiveness really stuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I think that the forgiveness doesn't usually stick with me. But anything like that speaks to giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to really do anything. <laughs> yeah. That like always feels like it really strikes a chord with me. Yeah. That like I'm always in, not always, but oftentimes in this mode of like, I, there are things I have to do. There are things like there are things on my plate that I must get through. There are hardships, there are challenges. Like I have to like always be like pushing. Mm-hmm. And so then this idea for me, which I think is probably a similar concept, like you for forgiveness and me, just like permission yes. to be like, okay, you're going to let this go. Yes. Yeah. It's probably similar. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And when you live year after year speaking unkindly to yourself mm-hmm. and somebody can say something that helps resonate something within you that mm-hmm. softens that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 So what did, what happened after that (laughs) on the edge of my seat? (laughs) 
So then I left College of Charleston. Um, you did at your the one end year. Of the year. I did yeah. the one year. And then I went to, we found this amazing school with the help of my lovely mother. She found this amazing school called Warren Wilson College, which is right outside of Asheville, oh, North Carolina. I'm feeling this vibe for you yeah. more so than yeah, Charleston. Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. I love Asheville. Yes. It's like east east coast hippie central it's amazing yeah it's amazing and the school at the time when i went only had 800 students no that's not real <laughs> and it, it's in the mountains of course it is you like I, walk across a bridge yeah <laughs> yeah i remember the first time i went to Asheville, which was maybe like 2015 24 no 2014 we were supposed to go to portland we had this trip planned to portland and we fly. We were flying Frontier, and this is like the early days of Frontier. And we f- we like you know were missed the time to get in line by like two minutes. They shut it down. People were like in line. They just didn't let people on the plane. It was terrible. There was no customer service. It was like such an ordeal. But we're packed, and we're like at the airport. So we're like, okay, well, where can we go? That's within driving distance. That's right. like gonna kind of tickle our fancy, like Portlandwood. And we're like, all right, let's get go to Asheville. Like book book an Airbnb on the drive down and I remember it was such a great town we went in February so it it wasn't great for like getting out and hiking and and all that but I just remember like the thing that sticks in my mind is that I was taking photos of the ketchup and mustard at all the restaurants because they were all organic (laughs) and I was like this is blowing my mind (laughs) like every restaurant has an organic ketchup and mustard yes yes so the school I went to, Warren Wilson College, which is an amazing school, they had a, it's a triad school. So you have a working farm. Of course you a do. A working community service yeah. element and then a working education element. So how did you, like, is this was this an interest of yours going in where your mom, like, found the school to fit the interest? How did you make that connection from College of Charleston to... You know, Asheville. it was actually a, a boyfriend that I had at the time. Oh, okay. He was a practicing Buddhist oh. and he was, he moved to Asheville to be closer to me in Charleston. Uh-huh. And then he found a Buddhist teacher at Warren Wilson that was teaching a particular type of meditation that he liked. Oh, wow. Okay, so cool. I went to visit him uh-huh. and he introduced me to the school. Yep. Okay. And my mom also found it and yeah. researched it. And yeah. She said, yes, you can go here. Yeah. And we yeah. This isn't it. a sex cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could, you know, it's a legitimate you concern. Know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but so what is amazing, just food and Asheville and Warren Wilson is that, so through this working farm and garden, they would provide a lot of the food for the cafeteria Mm. and one of the there were two cafeterias and the one underneath was all vegetarian and it just had local all the local produce and the one upstairs I think like once a month or something we would have like the grass-fed beef Mm -hmm. burgers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and everyone worked for the school so you would kids were working in the cafeteria kids were plumbing kids were in the garden it's like a little self-contained society it was amazing yeah Mm -hmm. I'm sure and I met a lot of cool people there that um, I'm still friends with. Yeah. 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 So did that open your eyes to Ayurveda? Yeah. So Asheville is like yoga central. Yes, it is. Right? Totally. So I went to the Asheville Yoga Center 
and loved the classes. So took a teacher training there. Mm. And in that teacher training, learned about Ayurveda. And it just clicked with me. I thought it was made so much sense. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the principles are Ayurveda are like understand the elements, understand the qualities, treat with the opposite. Mm. Okay, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so like if something's hot, you cool it down. Okay, yeah. If if something's airy, you ground it. Mm. So I guess what I'm still a little bit confused is like, how do you know if... If it is a fiery situation, you need to cool it down. Like, how do you recognize that in people or um, like symptoms? Yeah. So if you were to think about fire in the body, what mm-hmm. what do you think of? Um, I think of like heat or like like a like a lot of like energy. Yeah. Acid reflux. Okay. Rashes. Yes. Yes. Diarrhea. Yes. OK. Yeah. All Liver of the- stuff. Mm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Excess sweating. Okay. Like um, literally hot. Yeah. Pain in the eyes. Oh, I would not think that. Yeah. The eyes are the site, a big site of fire in the body because we need light to vision to be able. Mm. Allie always asks me, um, like if my eyes have been watery, dry, or if I had floaters and I never, I don't even, I've never had a floater or anything. So I'm like, this is such a weird question. Like I didn't ever indicate that I have these, but like she's always asked. So she's probably looking for something along those lines. Yes. Okay. Got it. So, so you kind of have a a guide of, okay, these are showing up. This is going to be a fire. Exactly. Physically they can show up and then mentally fire shows up as anger. Yes. Jealousy, Mm. rage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, air would show up more as anxiety, fear, mm. okay, confusion. Yes, and then air would show up in the body like dry skin, constipation. Okay, yep. What about like earth grounding? What is that? Yeah, how does earth show up? Yeah, how does earth show up? Earth shows up as in heaviness, so excess weight, mm. excess mucus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, excessive. Got it. Excessive oil. Okay. How... Wait, so there are five elements? Yeah. Four. What's the fifth? There are five elements, ether. Ether. Like space. That's hard for me to conceptualize. Think about space, like up, up, mm-hmm. <laughs> up, 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 versus air blowing around. So okay. the air blows through the space. Okay. Okay. And what are, what are, what are some qualities of space, or how do you recognize space? Space and and air go together. Okay. So through the five elements, we categorize those into three doshas. So we so there's have, a layer even below yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. And below that, and below that, and below that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> <It's> get complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but those three doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. So mm. everybody has all three. And vata is predominantly ether and air. Pitta is predominantly fire and water. Mm-hmm. And then kapha is predominantly earth and water. Mm. So we all have a combination of all three. And it's believed that each body has a state of balance with all three. Some have more than mm. others. And that's the natural state. And that's okay. And yeah. that's okay. And that's part of your gifts yeah. and yeah. part of your incarnation and why yeah. you're here. So the goal is to get back to your natural state, which is going to look different for everybody. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. So how, so is the work then in knowing what does your natural state look like is what if you've never been there Mm -hmm. to know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the work on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Right. Of just being authentic. Mm hmm. Who am I? Even? I know. Why is that so hard to do? Because <laughs> there's so much conditioning. Yeah. It's much harder for other people than others, I feel like. And I don't know about you, but I've I've got like an extra radar out for it. And I get very uncomfortable, like an allergic reaction. Yeah. When I when I see people showing up. And to me it's hum- it sometimes shows up as like being self-conscious. And I've and there's a part of me that like feels bad because I want to like give that person grace but it also makes me uncomfortable Mm, yeah like I'm almost like I can't handle you like not being okay with yourself mm, yeah but then maybe that's like reflecting back on me in some way maybe it's a mirror yeah Yeah. right right (laughs) maybe it's triggering something yeah yeah Yeah. or if it's like if it's it's like a fear of like I hope I like don't ever come off like that yeah 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 well, I mean, the first step so, in being authentic is you have to not care what other people think about you. Right. Ever. Right. Like, you got to just stay in your right. lane and follow your path, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. I think yep. we yep. care way too much about what other people think about us. Yeah. We yeah. give our authority away so easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's like, so how do you help people, like, not give a fuck what people think about them? Yeah. Because I, I, I think I've had that ability for a long time like since just being young I don't know where it came from I don't know how but even as I've gotten older it's like become sharper like I'm truly like I just I don't have time Mm -hmm. to give a fuck what you think about me and then following my brother's death I was like I for sure do not care yes what you think about me I care about what my family thinks about me and my friends think about me and like the people that are important yeah I care about that very deeply yeah like other people I'm just like I don't have time well no and the more you understand about yourself the more that you understand that any judgment is just an internal reflection exactly so like whatever people think about you is their kind of their own problem it's their own problem yeah totally totally but how do you but how do you help people get past caring what other people think yeah. I help bring that awareness to them. Mm-hmm. I teach them that. Yeah. I help them to see that. And I think it always starts with ourselves. Yeah. And it always starts with building awareness with ourselves. Yeah. And when we're able to recognize and really get curious and ask ourselves those questions of why we respond and act the way we do and why we care. Yeah. Ask those questions. Ask those questions. Yeah. Then we get to that deeper space of resonance where it's not just this superficial games of interactions. Mm-hmm. It's deep connections. Yeah. And I mean, a, a thing I say often is that, you know, assume half the people are going to like you and half the people aren't. Yeah. Just like you have like half the people right. and you don't like half right. the people. And that's okay. And that's okay. You don't have to like everyone. You don't have to be for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. I, and I, helping people focus on who they do resonate with, mm-hmm. who they do attract. Yeah. Yeah. Get your, get your people around you. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, the more you're okay with yourself, the less you're going to care what other people think. Exactly. It doesn't matter. You know yourself. Yeah. So getting people to be okay with themselves. Yeah. It's the hardest thing in the world. Uh-huh. That's what I do. The hardest thing <laughs> in the world. Okay. Well, so what are some, is it more of, of like a case by case basis or do you have some tried and true 
tools or practices that you deploy with people mm-hmm. to help them get to be okay with themselves. I love this. So, it sounds like so simple, right? But I know I everyone know. listening understands what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, of course, it's individualized, yeah. but yes, those tools that I use for everyone are those self-reflection tools mm. and um, contemplative practices. Mm. So meditation yeah. is a huge one. Yep. Yoga, journaling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Self-care routines. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just ways to get in touch with yourself. Mindset shifts. of yourself. Affirmations. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I could probably do with some affirmations. Yeah. I yeah. love affirmations. Do you have a good one that you like? Right now, I'm really focusing on the one of like everything is unfolding exactly as it should be. Mm. Oh, that's such a nice, lovely thought. And it's true. It's true. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be Uh, happening. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a big one I've been focusing on lately. And do you say it like in times when you might be trying to like control, like you feel yourself trying to control the situation or getting anxiety about a situation? Yeah, or trying to figure something out Mm. that can't really be figured out. Right. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just trust it. Just lean in and trust it. You know, there's... There's a lot of trust that that we can practice, I think, in leaning in and saying saying kind things to ourselves like that, like mm-hmm. self-talk of like, you got this. Mm-hmm. It's unfolding. It's all happening as it should. Another favorite of mine is everything is in service to my growth. Mm. Everything is in service to my growth. Yeah, that's great. I, I, um, put those kind of mantras in place for myself, I think without knowing, without it being even something as formal as that, but any, anytime something difficult is happening, happening at work or it's a tough problem to solve or whatever, I'm just like, this is making me better. This is making me better. Like I will look back on this and months and know that I've learned from this situation. It's really hard to get through right now, yes. but it's making me better. Yes. And like I, when I'm doing a hard workout, like I just came from a workout doing sled pushes and like oh my, my legs are on fire. <laughs> and like, as I'm getting going, I'm like, you can do this. You know, like, like yeah. you just, you go, yes. put your head down and go. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you're, yes, it's bringing the unseen to the scene when we, bring that kind of mindset into our workouts and yeah. into our movements. Yep. Yep. I love it. Are you working on your fitness? Are you working for that next level fitness? Prism is a new level of Pilates. People who go to Prism don't go to class to fuck around, period. They go for the slow, deep breath, killer Pilates workout. Reformer Pilates can seem intimidating. I hear you there, but Prism welcomes all new clients to come check out their studio, which is beautiful, by the way, with a free intro to Reformer class every Saturday at 11 a.m. and offers a one-week unlimited for just $30 for new clients. Prism's teachers, all of whom went through Prism's teacher training, will leave you feeling empowered and inspired and most definitely shaking. Pilates is so much more than a system of movement. It's a methodology for cultivating self-confidence, poise, and the power to claim the most out of life. Fuck yeah to all of that. So go check out Prism and Oakley and book your class through the MindBody app today. 
I I need to know about Akashic Records. Yes. Yes. Okay. So So I've heard people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Have, do you know Meriden? Yes. Okay. She was probably have you done something with Mayor and Molly? No. Okay. So she was talking about someone else, but she mentioned Akashic Records. And this was a long time ago. And I I don't know what it is, but I'm very deeply curious and I need to know more. Okay. Can you give me the full rundown? Absolutely. I love the Akashic Records and I have been working with them for so many years without realizing that's what I was doing. So I do energy work on people. Okay, like Reiki? Like marmotherapy. So similar to acupressure, but using my hands in essential oils. So you're laying on a table. Okay. And I'll press certain points in your body that are where energy centers connect. Like chakras? More different. I mean, you could think of them as like tiny chakras. Okay. But they're really just those seven chakras that run through the torso. Okay. These are like points on the body. Like the points that you would have an acupuncture. Oh, okay. So rather than putting a needle in there, you're using your Touch. finger. Okay. Oil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's called energy work. Yeah. Yeah. Marmotherapy is really the technical name, but I see it more as energy work because what I do in that space is I I meditate and I listen to the energy and the vibration of the body and I move around the body to help open and flow certain areas that feel stuck. Oh my gosh, how do you feel that? Is it just practice? Like you just learn it like something else, like anything else? It's practice and it's trust. It's trusting yourself. That you know. Yeah, that you know. That you can feel it. You don't doubt it. Mm -hmm. And that comes with practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a really crazy Reiki experience. Like insane. Like she kind of found something out that like, no, no, no one knew or like it, it was intent. Like I am like a firm that, that was all I needed to be like, OK, no, this shit. There's something to this shit. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So when I've been doing this energy work with people in this quiet, still space, a lot of times things will come through to me. Mm. Images often. Wow. Words, mantras, guidance. Um, even like images of particular jewelry and that kind of thing, gemstones and places. So sometimes after the session or I'll see people, you know, in my mind's eye and sometimes after the session I would share this with people and sometimes I wouldn't, I would Mm. kind of try to read like, would they be open? Mm. Would they be receptive to this? Mm -hmm. And, and I would share it. And every time I shared it, it would be transformative. Wow. It would be really important for them to hear and feel. So when I started with the Akashic records, which Akasha is the Sanskrit word for space. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Yeah. So all of our soul's energy, right? Because we're mm-hmm. clearly just energy inhabiting a physical yes. form yeah anyone yeah. that's <laughs> totally dealt with death ever yes. is aware of this yeah and so where does that energy go and where does the energy of your soul before and after this body go those are questions I ask myself countlessly when my brother died yeah I would be like where did he go yeah because he was such a vibrant life force and like 
it can't just be over. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So it exists in the Akashic records, which are records of our soul history. I like to think of it almost like a, an energetic field that okay. you can tap into, that anyone can tap into. Okay. I was thinking records is like a library of sorts. But, but it's like a soul's library. Exactly. Yeah. So what would okay. a soul's library look like? Right. What, that's a great question. <laughs> what would a soul's library look like? So you can kind of access the library. You've got a library card when, Love that. when you are, <laughs> when you're feeling certain energy points and, and yes. dealing with people, you can, you can retrieve their soul's library. Exactly. That's incredible. It is so awesome. So then what is, it's, it's, I can't, that's insane. What is, what do people use it for? Or like, what's the practical use of understanding your soul's library? I think it's to connect into your authenticity. Mm. I think it's to figure out who you really are and why you're here. Yeah, of And course. what your purpose is. Okay. No big deal. No, not at all. <laughs> do you have any, like stories you can share not names of like what what showed up with someone and what you delivered to them and like how they received it yeah do you have anything memorable yes definitely definitely so do you want me to just start with a story or do you want yeah. me to tell you like how I started accessing yeah, do, the yeah, full records yeah do, ac- tell us how you checked out all those library books okay so <laughs> this happened um, sporadically when I would do energy work on people, but never consistently. Mm. And I didn't really know what it was or what mm. was going on. So do you know Ashley Wood? No. Okay. Ashley Wood's awesome. You do should I follow need to her, her on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. She's amazing. And so I did her course on how to read the Akashic records. And so she gives you a prayer that you use to open, to get the library card. Oh my God, it's like a spell. And open the records. It's a total spell. Yes. <laughs> and it connects you into that realm. And then there's a closing prayer as well. So wow. you open the records. Okay. And then you close. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I opened the records for a client, it was like a waterfall of that information coming through. Wow. And, and Images, like you okay. words. Yeah. All of that. Just so the way I do it now is I can slow it down mm-hmm. and I can open the records. And then I say, we're going to just sit in stillness for a minute. Um, an image will come through to me and I'll describe the image to you. And then I'll deliver the message that they're sending with it. Mm. So I'm really talking to their spirit guides. Wow. And that's, that's how it works. And it's, it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So do you have an example you can share? Absolutely. Okay. The one that's coming to me is that I opened the records for a client and the image that came through was this tree on top of a hill and that came through first. And then as I'm looking at it, it gets clearer and clearer and there's a swing on hanging from the Mm -hmm. tree And the message is the purpose of this life is to sit quietly and peacefully in that swing. I hope to God that's not my message because that's not what I'm doing at all. (laughs) And to just like relax and to just like release. And 
this was an older client though so mm-hmm. you know she had lived a lot of life yeah already. okay so maybe now yeah. okay she, yeah your she message is probably different yeah but they were saying you're you're in the tree you're like climbed up in the tree and you're mm-hmm. tangled in the branches like get down in the swing mm-hmm. like relax enjoy life go with yeah. the flow like stop yeah. fighting it stop right. running from it and the reason this was so intense was because after I delivered the image, I said, do you have any questions for, for the records? And she was like, I'm just trying to process this. Like she could hardly talk. And mm. I was like, okay, like, do you want to, do you want to talk about it? Like yeah, what's like, coming uh, up for Right. You? This doesn't seem to be like that crazy of a message. Yeah. 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 Right. And she said, every home I've ever lived in since I was born had a tree with a swing in it. Wow. I just got chills. Yeah. I just got chills over my whole entire body. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty wild. So why did did she come to you specifically for this like Akashic record? Like she sought you out and was like, hey, I, I want to kind of understand more. She didn't, but some people mm-hmm. do. She was in a program that oh. I offer. So she was going through like an eight week program with okay. me. And it was something that just like I'll use yoga or meditation. It's, it's a tool that I use sometimes to help people just find a different perspective. Yeah. If they're yeah. focusing, you know, too much on, on things they don't want to be focusing on and right. they're really having a hard time right. coming to that calmer, fluid side. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely booking a session with you like immediately yes. and I'm talking to all my girlies out there you know who you are that are heavy into maybe some psychic stuff or like astrology stuff this seems to be more aligned with maybe what we should be seeking yeah versus a psychic who like where are you getting that I mean I'm not I'm not I don't know if the psychics are real or not I'm not saying that but but this <laughs> method of of kind of finding out a purpose or like having questions that you need answered yes seems to be at least in my opinion a little bit more yeah just yeah holistic yeah it's there's something very aligned about it and what I love about it is that anyone can access the records like you can just do the prayer and access the records So Linda Howe wrote a book, How to Read the Akashic Records, and she has a prayer in there that anybody can buy or look up and practice in your meditation. If you've been pretty into meditation for a while, it'll probably come really easily to you. You'll probably have an experience with it. If not, you you might not receive much, but you might receive something and you can just keep trying. That could be like your spiritual practice, something that you just come back to day after day. Right. And no, I, yeah, that makes sense. So it's really cool. I, I always feel people are always nervous before we open the records, understandably, because they're like, you're going to look into my soul and like, what are you going to see? And right. blah, blah, blah. But it's really not like that. It's really super calming and affirming. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, people always feel really grounded after a session and mm-hmm. really like they're on the right path. And because, mm-hmm. of course, they are. Yeah, right. <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. So it's it's really neat in that way. There's no surprises. Like even though some things that I might say might really deeply resonate Mm -hmm. in an intense way, it's not going to surprise you because it's coming from you. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I wonder to, this might be an odd question. You could decide not to answer it if you don't want to. Um, is there any correlation with psychedelics? Mm. 
because I feel like the way that you're talking, a lot of people can reach this kind of state or this awareness with psychedelics. But I wonder then, like, this this practice, right, has come from deep meditation, right? Like you're like tapping into something in your psyche, likely. Mm -hmm. And that, that maybe psychedelics can help you get there without like the meditation piece, but like you can do it in both ways. Yeah. I'm just interested if there was any, anything in your learnings or teachings or anything, you know, outside of reading any like mention. I think this is more like my personal experience that I would say that psychedelics offer you a, an ability to break down the bridges of your mind. Yeah. And so meditation could do that too. A hundred percent. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, I have a yoga teacher that would say the thing about drugs in any form is it's a shortcut, but it's Mm -hmm. also a dead end Mm. because you come off of it. Right. You can't, and there's nowhere to go. You can't get there on your own. You, you would have to take, you'd have to take a a drug again to get there. Whereas meditation is something you have at your fingertips at any time, anywhere. Right. I get it. Totally get it. And we know that if a if a drug can do something to the mind, that we can also create that in the mind yeah. through our intentions and right. through our brain wavelengths. Right. Which is crazy. Which is so cool. I always <laughs> like think about this quote I read somewhere of like, the strongest drug for a human being is another human being. Oh, wow. Like the feelings that you yes. can create and you can get. Yeah from another human are so like stronger than any drug that you can take. Definitely. Definitely. Which is just such a testament to our minds. Yeah. It's crazy. And such a testament to how we need to be more connected and how we need to like practice that connection and expansion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we all, I think a lot of people, and I say a lot of people, me, I think like people like you or meditators or yogis, like they have this special ability that I don't have. Like, you know, this is like their, their calling and then their strength and their truth and all of that. But what you're saying is like, anyone can do this. Absolutely. Yeah. Like anyone, anyone that feels drawn to it can do it. Anyone that wants to do it can absolutely do it. So do you offer, do you call them Akashic Record readings? Like mm-hmm. people can book, I'm yeah. saying people, me, I can go yes. on and I can book <laughs> yeah. a session. How exactly. long, about how long does it last? About an hour. About an hour. And so yeah. most of the time are you doing like energy? So stuff? I do energy work for maybe the first 10 minutes okay. and I do like a grounding meditation. And then I sit sort of <clears throat> at the crown of your head mm-hmm. and do the prayer. Wow. Okay. And then as things come to you, do you say them or do you wait until the end? Mm -hmm. I say them as they're coming. And you ask, so I'll get that initial image and message and then you ask questions. Mm, Okay. So you ask your spirit guides, whatever you want to know. You can ask about past lives. You can ask about your purpose in this life. Oh, so they have information about past lives. Like, would it be like detailed information? Sometimes it is. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to tell you something. And maybe then when you're doing my Akashic record reading this might I don't well I don't know maybe I shouldn't tell you because maybe you'll like I just have an idea or I should say like something always like resonates with me about like 
I'm like very, very strongly attached and have so much interest in the Holocaust. Like mm-hmm. I've read every single Holocaust book. Wow. Like that I can get my hands on. Like I'm just like very, very, very interested. Yeah. And I've always had this kind of like, like survivorish mentality. So I wonder if something, but I feel like, is that too soon to have happened? No. Like can the souls, ju- you know, when the souls jump, like, yeah. Or I don't know. How does, how does the souls jumping work? <laughs> I love do you it. like immediately get reincarnated or is there a time period or like, do you have an area that you go to for a while? Like, how's it go? That's an amazing question. Here, here's Obviously you don't know the answer, but yeah, yeah. I, ha- I currently haven't have a concept, but it's a concept, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe I had a meditation where I felt that I was floating in this like black river and there were diamonds all around sort of like mm. being up in the space and mm-hmm. I was floating through and it and I was with other souls and it felt very much like the space that we go in between incarnating. Oh wow, okay. Like a little hangout area before yeah. you go to your A little next lazy body. river. Yeah. <laughs> like wow. Very much like that. And then you're like popped into a body. And then you choose. You choose. You choose where you want to go to learn specific lessons. Wow. But then you don't remember when you get born. Or you do. Oh fuck. Logan. <laughs> Damn. Now I'm all fucked up about that. <laughs> But I also, my other current concept that I love is that the soul is multidimensional. So if you lose someone you love and they want to hang out and they want to be around you, they can be around you and they can also go and reincarnate. Oh, interesting. My mom saw a psychic kind of shortly after my brother died. And I I mean, it was like very shortly after. So like you're super emotional and like maybe you could just like grasp onto anything. But they said they had like a couple things maybe that, you know, struck a chord with her where they like you're kind of like hooked or can like, oh, maybe this is a real deal. Again, I don't know if it is or if it isn't. Yeah. But they told my mom that my brother Joe was like going to like reincarnate soon because like he had like more he had like way more to do because mm. he was 26 when he died. How so, did he die? Motorcycle accident. Mm. I know, I'm getting emotional about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, I had a dream about him last night. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so stupid. Me and my mom and my brother, my other brother that's still alive, and then my sister, we went to Paris. <laughs> it was like, it was like busy, like New York City, and like I was shopping in like a very expensive boutique, and I was like feeling bad for like making everyone hang out while I was shopping. My mom and I like ate a piece of banana bread as it it was like this like French pastry type of thing. And we were trying to find the Eiffel Tower and there were like a bunch of lights, but it like clearly wasn't like just the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And we're like, is that it? Like, is that like you would be able to know if it was the Eiffel Tower. And then my brother, who's just like, brother that passed away, who's just like, oh, he's a shithead. Like he's such, he gets on everyone's nerves. He just is a loud mouth. He talk talk about not caring what people think. Like he had a, like most people be like, you have something wrong with you because you don't care what people think at all to the point where like you are wildly inappropriate. Like you will say things that are super offensive and like 
and very impulsive. Like he was tr- truly one of a kind person. I but, love people like that. Uh, uh, he's just amazing. Um, yes. And amazing, but like also a shithead. Like yeah. we, like we, my family and I, when we talk about him, like, of, co- of course we love him and we want to remember good things. We're also like, but he was a dick sometimes too, right? Like you just like, you, <laughs> you gotta remember that You part. have to you remember, remember that part person. for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. We don't try to sugarcoat it too much, but yeah, he was just like acting like himself, yes. like he would, like he would. I remember after he died, um, I was listening to something and there was this idea that of course, like when a soul leaves a body, like it, it the energy doesn't, is not destroyed. It, who knows what happens, but that sometimes pieces of that person can attach to the people mm. that they left behind. Mm. And I really felt, I really like leaned into that thought and yeah. I really like got strength from thinking like Joe's going to help me out a little bit more in the, in the department of like not giving a fuck what people think, or like he was just going after his dreams and like yeah. at 26 had his own business run, huge huge following following he was on two reality tv shows like he was living his life and like the way that he wanted to and i was like like a little piece of that too right i'm like stuck to me where i'm like i like use that he's a trailblazer totally and like is now one of your spirit guides yeah that helps hold that space for you yeah yeah oh i miss him (laughs) yeah but it's good to talk about him. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't talk about him as much on here as I think that that he's on my mind. You know, he's always on my mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of getting to my question. But like, well, you have on your Instagram a death companion. Yeah. What is that? Yes. So, I've always been really interested in working with death and dying and working in hospice and that type of thing. Oh my God, that's so hard. Yeah. Oh. So. Why do you have an interest in that, Logan? <laughs> well, it's kind of like Shavasana, right? Mm. It's part of life. Right. It's a big part of life. And actually, the more we're connected to it, the more we're alive and living. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about dying. <laughs> Well, you don't have to, Chrissy. <laughs> I, well, maybe I do. I mean, I don't. Yes, you're right. Mate, hopefully. But whenever. Yeah. Yes. So with the pandemic yeah. and such large volumes of loss mm. at, at such a quick time yeah. in the globe, a woman named Cole Imperi, she has a school of thanatology. She actually lives in Covington. You should interview her. Oh, you give me these names. So yes. Done. Yes. Yeah. And she offered a death companioning crash course. So really, that literally means as people are dying, they have a companion. It literally means that you are a companion or guiding force for anyone that is experiencing that transition of death and dying and their family. Mm, okay. So it can range from estate planning oh. to being a vigil doula, who is someone who's actually sitting with a dying person while they're dying, to planning a funeral. Oh, wow. 
I love where we are in a society right now. We've got coaches for everything. Mm-hmm. I love it. You've too. got coaches to bring your baby into the world. <laughs> You've got it. a coach to say goodbye to your loved one. Like there is a coach for everything. As it should be. I agree. As you can't it be an be. expert in everything. No. And we're social creatures. We need other people to help us through whatever it is that we're doing. Absolutely. I'm the biggest fan of coaches. I yes. want a coach for every. I'm like, help. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to do I want to do the thing, but I don't want to figure out how to get there. Guide like, me. Guide, guide me. me. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll yes. put the work. I'll do whatever you tell me. I'm the best rule follower. Yes. Like I don't want to Lay it out for myself. You're the best kind of client. Yeah, I'm the best client. (laughs) So I have a nutrition coach. I have a strength coach. Ask them. Like, I don't fuck up on anything. I love that. Yeah. yeah, That's amazing. So my real, it's uh, newer to me, but my real um, passion with that is I would like to work, I would like to do Marma therapy and Akashic Records on people that have um, terminal illness diagnosis. Ooh. To help yeah. them start connecting into that realm. Yeah. And then I would really love, so I've married a few people, which is fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I would really love to be able to help create more conscious, um, fun, exciting, respectful, beautiful funeral ceremonies. Yeah. So whether it's, you know, their the person who's dying's vision and they're doing it with me mm. or whether it's for the family wow. and helping the family create something that's really meaningful yeah, to honor that person and they don't have to do the work. Yeah. We just went to the bars and got blackout drunk in Florida. It's where he was living yeah. on the beach. We went to all his favorite spots. I mean, that works too. And just <laughs> got drunk. <laughs> no, I think, I think we actually did a really good job of celebrating his life. He had so like so on Instagram he had like 33,000 followers. Like he had a huge wow. following from all over. Um I probably an even bigger one on Snapchat at the time was like really big. Yeah. And he worked in a very kind of niche field. He was a a diesel mechanic, but he also built the built and designed like the underneath carriages of like big trucks you see that are like on hydraulics. I mean, it's insane. Wow. Like you can think of a kind of, he was just like a trailblazer is a great word for it. I mean, yes. like it was not right. My interest or what I was into, but now I have to like fucking learn to love these big ass trucks. <laughs> yes, and you do. every, every kind of like big truck that someone drives by and they're like, Oh yeah, that guy has a big dick. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's Joe's fucking truck, you know, like, so now I like kind of like have to love them. Yeah. But like, also I was the one that's like, this is so stupid. Yes. But, um, we, he, so like all of his friends were in that world. So they all brought their fucking big ass trucks and like lined them outside of the Hooters that he went to every yes. week. And <laughs> we just had a huge party. That's what I'm talking about. Lot. Yes. Like, so like it was. Yeah. Appropriate. Yeah. Like, honored I mean, him. I know of course there is so much sadness and and death and dying but there's also freedom and there's also love oh yeah and that's the biggest thing I learned like grief is love yeah that's all it is it and it's not knowing where to put that love yeah that's what grief is yeah it's like what do do I do with this now (laughs) totally totally yeah so I 
I want to bring more consciousness and just like Ayurveda and just like conscious funerals or conscious burial. These, this is what we all used to do. Mm. This is how it used to be. Yeah. We've gotten so far from our natural world and mm-hmm. instincts and intuition. Yeah. Yeah. All of these practices are just coming back to that. It's nothing new age. Right. No, no, no. Right. Exactly. It, and it's like the opposite. Act. You're like, it's get back to the roots. Yeah. Yeah. I get back to the roots and you know, let's, if, if it's resonant with you and if it calls you, there's other options. There's always more options. Yeah. 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 I love that too. I, I'm just the message that I want to help retain myself, but then also get to other people is like, you can live your life the way you want to live it. It doesn't have to look like your parents did. It doesn't yeah. have to look like your next door neighbor. It doesn't look at like the people you see on Instagram, like your relationships, the people you love, the way that you choose, like it can be how you want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. So that's great. That's That's crazy work. That, I like, to take love it, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we need someone to love it. We need someone <laughs> to want to do that and help. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It lights me up. And good. Yeah. Good. That's great. Um, what do you do to take care of yourself? Speaking, speaking of lighting yourself up, like what are some routines, rituals? I saw your options for morning routine and nighttime routines on your website. There's a lot of a lot of options there. It seems like feels like a spa day, really, if you check all of those. I was really interested before we before I let you answer that question. What does gargling with sesame oil do? Because <laughs> I saw that on there, and I was like, oh, you know, get movement in the morning. Great, wake up, you know, between the dawn hours. Okay, I'm doing that. Okay, ground your feet. I don't do that, but I could maybe. And then I'm like, gargle with sesame oil. What is that? That is awesome. Well, what does that do? I have I mean, some sesame oil. I can yes, start gargling if you yes. tell me to do it. I, Because you're the perfect client. Yeah. It's really... So Ayurveda is so passionate and in love with oil. Oh. Oil is a huge part of an Ayurvedic practice. And actually, the Sanskrit word sneha is the same for oil and love. Wow. Okay, it is that tells you a lot that about... That connected. Yeah, yeah. So we put oil everywhere. Mm. Everywhere and anywhere you can. Great. I mean, I love a nice, I got a hot oil scalp massage when I was in Sedona yes. a month ago. It was lovely. Yes. It took me two times to wash it out, but whatever. But worth it. Worth it. Totally. <laughs> oil in the ears, oil up the nose. Oh, um, well lubricated. Very well lubricated. Yeah. <laughs> um, oil bastis, so enemas. Oh, okay. Oil douche, mm. oil in the mouth. Okay. So, One of the ideas and principles in Ayurveda is that internally we can become really dry as we get older. Okay. Right? Just how we see on the external, like our skin becomes dry and wrinkled and cracked. Yeah. That's happening internally as well. So if you can get oil up into these spaces, especially these spaces of our senses Mm. that are so important to keep at an optimal level, Mm -hmm. then you can help keep them young Mm. and working. Okay, great. 
So oil in the mouth, you want to use unrefined sesame oil, not like toasted sesame oil. Okay, I have toasted sesame oil, so I will refine. <laughs> yeah. I will not do that. Thought maybe yeah. that's yeah. what you're. Yeah, I was like don't, don't do that. Yeah. So unrefined sesame oil doesn't taste like anything, mm. and you do. It's a form of oil pooling, right? Oh, Where I've heard of this. It, you gargle yeah. it. You massage it into the gums. Okay. And sesame oil, in particular, in Ayurveda, has an affinity to pull toxicity out of oh. the body. Yeah, so putting it in the mouth, swishing it around, gargling it with would help with like gingivitis, bad breath. Okay. Waking the organs up because the organs are represented on yep. the tongue. So how long do you gargle? I I don't do it for very long, maybe twenty seconds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can get into that. That's an easy add to the morning routine. Yeah. And Abhyanga, did you see that on there? That I probably did, but I didn't know how to say it. Yeah, it's a so that's a self oil massage. Yes, I did do. see that. And that's like one of my favorite things in Ayurveda. So that's where you take an oil. You can really take any oil, any body oil that you have and do it. But you could also, you know, order a special Ayurvedic oil Mm -hmm. online, like from Banyan Botanicals or something. Mm -hmm. So you start at your head. You massage into the scalp if you are willing to get your hair all oily Mm -hmm. and have Mm -hmm. time to (laughs) rinse Mm -hmm. it out. You do the ears, the face, the neck. You work down the arms and you go circular on all your joints Mm. and then long on the limbs. You make sure to come to the chest if you're a woman, like really massaging the breasts and Mm -hmm. under the arms, going down to the belly in a clockwise, Mm -hmm. all the way down to the feet. And then you sit and massage the feet. Can someone do this for me, though? Like, that's what I want (laughs) that to happen. At an Ayurvedic spa, 100%. Actually, you can get a four-hand Abhyanga where two practitioners work on you. Tell me where to go. (laughs) At the same time. They used to offer it at at the Woodhouse Day Spa. I Do you know that. where that is? In yes, Montgomery. I know exactly where it is. I need that. They have it there. It won't be like traditional no offense to the what else yeah, well, but sure. it won't be as traditional but it's still lovely cuz yeah. they do the strokes at the same time with warm oil. It's amazing. I can't even imagine. It's amazing. And then you sit, like if you're doing this at home, you sit for 20 minutes and do your meditation. And then you take a shower Mm -hmm. and you rinse just that first layer off. So it helps to pull the toxicity and it also helps to nourish the skin, that deep organ on such a nice level. It feels amazing. Yeah. Oh, I don't think my schedule will allow for that kind of... Yes, it will. Intense time spent for myself, but maybe make it someday. A, make it a priority. <laughs> I know, but there's so many. This is where I am. I'm like, I've got, I've got maybe two hours in the morning, if I'm lucky, before I got to start on calls. And I got to get, I got to get a walk. I got to get some movement, right? And, and that takes care of you, like quiet time. You want to get. I want to. I want, I, I say I've got to that because like, I know it makes me feel so good yeah. that like, if I don't do this, I'm going to not be happy. Yeah. But yeah, I want to, I want to do it. I yes. look forward to my morning so much, but it doesn't feel like a lot of time. It, well, the Abhyanga would be like 30 minutes total. Okay. I'd have to cut back on my walk. Maybe Anyways, you could start with just once a week. Yeah. Right. 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 Maybe like yeah. it's a weekend thing. Yeah. 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 Like a special thing. No, that's good. You're right. You got to push me. You got to push back on me for sure. Yeah. So you do all these things for yourself to take care of yourself? Yeah. I mean, I would not. I have two little kids, so yeah. I don't have time to like do all of these things every right. single day. Right. But right now what I'm doing is I like savor my shower time mm. so that's like very sacred I'll mm-hmm. I'll do a, like a fast abhyanga if I can even before getting in the shower sometimes I'll open the Akashic records for myself in the shower oh, you can do it to yourself yes yes yeah 
Yeah. And it's actually really amazing to do it for yourself. Do you like learn something new every time? Every time. <sighs> every time. Is it like a, an affirmation or? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll ask like, what do I need to know for the day? Oh what my God. What can I focus God. on in this moment? You're just like always accessing your spiritual guides. Yes. Wow. Yeah, Aren't I you? No. <laughs> no, I'm on my fucking to-do list. I'm answering an email. I'm running out the door. Like, no, I'm not accessing my spiritual guides. I think I would like to, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Well, maybe you can teach me how when okay. I come, come, for, come for a session. Then I definitely you can will. can give me some practices or something. I definitely will. That sounds like it'd be very helpful. It is. So that and meditation and yoga, which maybe would be like a 20 minute practice mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And then lately I've been super into like singing in the car. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is such a good self-care thing. Yes. Oh, I love singing in the car alone. Yes. Really loud. Yeah. Even though I'm like really bad at it. Of course. Who cares? (laughs) No one cares. No one's there. No, that's so great. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, I love that. That's been high on my list lately. I've really been into, I've talked about this a couple times now, like I'll put on some like really high energy, like good, feel good dance music. Yes. And like I go out for a walk, but like I am not just walking. Yes. I am strutting. You're in it. I'm in it. (laughs) I am feeling myself and like it is, and especially if the sun's out, like as soon as we're done talking, like I'm going to pop those headphones in and I'm gone. Yes. Strutting. And it just feels so good. It does. Music is amazing. Yeah, music is amazing. Yeah. So whether it's, yeah, whatever song you're feeling or want to dance to or chants or Mm -hmm. I listen to some really, really nice like yoga chanting music Mm -hmm. too. I I love my good classical music to really feel relaxed. It really relaxes me. And like talking about like grounding, like if I had a frantic day and I need to like separate the day from then my like nighttime, I'll put on some classical music and I'm like immediately transported. It like takes me out of my anxiety. Yeah. I mean, classical music is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's a tool. Logan, what does being fit mean to you? (laughs) I think... Right now in my life, being fit really means having the internal and external support system Mm. to be resilient. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a really great answer. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for sitting with me here while I cried about my dead brother. I really appreciate that. Anytime. (laughs) Felt good to get it out. Thank you listeners for bearing with me through that. Ooh, thank you for listening. Um, where can people follow you? Where can people get in touch with you, learn you know even more about what you have to offer? Yes, my website, flourishayurveda.com, Instagram, flourish under dash Ayurveda, mm-hmm. and flourishayurveda at gmail to book an appointment. Perfect. Excellent. All right, guys, share, rate, review on iTunes, all the good stuff. Thanks so much. <laughs>